praise you for Remember your name. Beautiful. Hello, and welcome to another goddamn fangirl with myself, Hannah Briley, a self proclaimed fangirl and band photographer. Me, Elle. I'm just here because Hannah's paying me by the hour. No, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, in celebration of the uh, the Ratatouille musical, the Ratatouzical. I'm just so proud that it became a thing. Like I, I remember I, saying this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that it's just it's <laughs> okay. So I've only seen. I've just watched the first one and a half songs. Uh huh. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm going to get it, so like, good. put it on the TV, make Chris watch it. Doubt he'll have any idea what's going on. I don't care. I think it's great. And it's all done socially distanced. Well, I mean, online, anyway. It's not socially distanced. It's Zoomy. Love it. And uh, the, the guy who plays Linguini, he is actually from Dear Evan Hansen. He's one of the people that plays Dear Evan Hansen. Oh shit, that's cool. Yeah, like legit. That's very cool. I also really like that it's um, like it's so many different people and actors and choreographers and directors and stuff that wouldn't necessarily get to work together because they're on different parts of the planet or what have you. Yeah. And they're all doing it and like all together and celebrating art and theatre and you can still celebrate theatre even in a pan-bastardemic um it's just really um, nice what did you say a pan bastardemic pan bastardemic right, well that's going to be the title of this episode so <laughs> i like it beautiful <clears throat> do you think you'd make a good ratatouille wait hang on wait like the meat would i make would i go, make a good food <laughs> ratatouille food like a meal <laughs> or, would I, or, or would i be good <laughs> in the ratatouille uh, would you make a good ratatouille is in the dish or would you make a good ratatouille as in acting and portraying ratatouille? I feel like I could be a good background person. <laughs> I feel like I could be in it. I don't think I could be a good, I don't think I'd be a make a good Remy. And I don't think I have right. the musical talent to be, um, oh my God, what's her name? What's the main girl? Oh, uh, l- 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 wait, it'll be, I've, I've got the playbill up actually, hang on. The guy's called Linguini, which I love, but I, I don't know what the yeah, girl's called. Nice. She's called like C- C- Celeste or... I think it's Celeste. It's not It's not written on the playbill. Oh. It should be. Oh, it is. It is. Hold on. I was looking in the wrong bit. She is Colette. 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 Not Celeste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she, she's great. Um, but I'm just not very good at doing a French accent. It would probably turn rogue. Um, I'd so like just... to be the angry chef. <laughs> oh, I think you'd make a good angry chef. Thank you. I'd have to be very small, though. Or I, I wouldn't have to be, but 
it'd be a completely different kind of characterization well it depends if you're doing it like live on stage you just do the thing where they like put you on put like you kneel down on your shoes yeah like uh like they have to do a shrek (laughs) <laughs> so obviously the the, the, the prince or whatever it's called is there uh, oh, really funny. <laughs> would who would you want to play in the Shrek musical? Who would I want to play Shrek in, in the musical? I would say the dragon. To... Oh no, I don't think they who have would a dragon. Want, who, who would you want yourself to play in the musical? Is that what you would? Yeah, in Shrek. Yeah, I think you'd be a good dragon. But I don't think she says anything, and I think she's a puppet. <laughs> All right, I'd be a good puppet master person. I think you'd be a good puppet, yeah. Thank puppet you. person, not the puppet itself. Oh uh, no, no, no. Yeah, fair. I no. mean, I think either way you'd be good. I think I uh, <laughs> would like to be Lord Farquaad. Oh my god, I see um, it. I see it. <clears throat> Thank you again with the knees walking around on your knees. <laughs> I just want to be a reasonable character. <laughs> I'm taking roles away from like regular heighted people. No, Sorry don't apologise. Don't apologise. We're here for everyone. Cool. That's good. Um, but yeah, uh, but going back to your question, could 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 I make a could I make a good ratatouille the dish? Short the answer dish. is no. I can't cook. No. No. <laughs> it looks really fancy, and I know That's it's true. only vegetables, but I just I can't cook. <laughs> I think it's really easy from what I've heard. Is because it was like in as they say in the film, it was like a peasant's dish or something, wasn't it? Right. Um, and so it was weird to make it in the uh, place. Um, in this fancy five-star restaurant or whatever it was. So, yeah, it is really simple. I think all you do is slice a bunch of veg and then layer it funny and then yeah. tomato sauce it and then yeah. layer some more. Right. Um, but to make it yeah. look so fancy in the film, I'd be disappointed if I got anything that didn't look like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, let me, I, wanna, I need to Google a picture of the ratatouille now. It's just going to come up with pictures of the rat. It's very thinly sliced like a lot very intricate and i just i don't think i can do it oh it looks yeah mm, it, it good, looks right? really nice it looks mm. like um i don't know why it reminds me of fruit pastels that's <laughs> a bit weird but there is a girl on there's a girl on tiktok who i know we talk about tiktok a lot but she um recreates food from films um and it is incredible Ooh. i love it I can't remember her name, but shout out to that, that girl. That sounds really <laughs> nice. Oh, while we're on Remy the Ratatouille the musical, yes, I feel like we should mention that the reason why it's actually happened is because, or it's been able to happen, is because of the Actors Fund. Mm-hmm. The Actors Fund for everyone in entertainment. Um, and you can donate if you Google the Actors Fund. I assume you'll find it. Um, but that's important to to remember as well is that sometimes shit takes money. And if you if you like it and you are able to, it'd be good to just fling a pound coin their way. And obviously yeah. they've had a really crap year. Obviously none of the shows have been on and this goes for everyone that gets involved. So basically all the actors, all the people who write it, all the dancers, you know, all the set designers, everyone. So mm-hmm. this is what you know, this goes and helps Everybody out. backstage, yeah. Exactly. Mm. So they've raised Sound over engineer a... people like Pippa. Shout out, Pip. Shout I, out don't, Pip. I doubt Pippa will be getting any of this money, though, because... No, I think this is in America. Yeah. Anyway. But they, it looks like they've raised a million pounds or a million dollars. Yeah. Which is incredible, considering this was just a funny thing that happened on uh, TikTok. I love it. Mm. Love it to pieces. 
Eloise, I wanted to ask you, obviously, we are kind of near Christmas-ish. We are in yeah. the Christmas cheer still. It's dissipating. It's, it's dissipating. I know, but I like the to Christmas hold on to wave this. has hit and we're kind of getting a couple of little aftershocks, maybe, and that's fine. Yeah. We hold on to the goodness that we can get in our lives, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Keep sparking the joy as, as much as possible. Flog that horse till it's dead, as they say. Exactly. Until July. Anyway, what I wanted to ask you was, what is the worst present you have ever been given? Oh, so many. <laughs> no, no. I, to be honest, I think usually I get quite good gifts. Hmm. The, the one thing that springs to mind is, is like, I feel like some people are going to be like, that's just sad but it's not, it's really funny. Like, right. Um, so when I was about, I think I was about 10 or something, my parents got divorced. We know that. I didn't really want to talk to my dad because he was a wanker. So was, yeah. And uh, for some reason, he thought it would be a good idea to get his new, uh, to go out and buy some gifts for me and my sister. Um, and then send them from Australia to England because he was in Australia. Um, so we opened these boxes of like stuff and it was all like ornaments and I don't know, shiny like clip on earrings and jewelry and bits that you would find in an old lady's house. And so we opened that and we were like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> it was it was an avocado <laughs> thanks <laughs> so we were like okay what do we do with that and we just looked at our mom and we were like mammy what do we do with this and she was like isn't that nice like trying to be nice about it and then we were like no it's it's just pure shit like it was it was all just crap that you find in a charity shop and i enjoy a charity shop we know mm -hmm. this yeah this isn't the kind of stuff that you buy in it. This is filler shit that lives in the charity shop and never leaves. And I'm, I'm, I have there being like a, a ballerina thing, something to do with a ballerina. Never in my life have I expressed any interest in ballet. I'm also not very graceful, <laughs> which we know, <laughs> especially not at 10 years old. It just really makes me laugh to think about it now because it's something that you would... It, like the things that were in there are like I said the things that you would find in an old lady's house and I was 10 so it just didn't really make sense I thought it was really funny and then a few months later like it, it like just lived in its box collecting dust and then we donated it to a charity shop where yeah. it will now live forever and ever because no one's gonna buy it <laughs> oh the circle is complete it really is so so that was a a good awful present what about you so I had a boyfriend who was notoriously bad at presents, right? But this is like yeah. first boyfriend tackle, like young, young, young love. Red flag? What? That he wasn't good at presents? Yeah. Is that a red flag? <laughs> I was like, I was like 15 Wait, at the time. So it's like, yeah. Tell me what it, what tell me the rest of the story and I'll tell you if it's a red flag. <laughs> okay. So for one Valentine's Day, it's like my first Valentine's Day with a, boyfriend and I was like oh my god amazing cute and like, I could gotten chocolates and this that and the other blah 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 and he got me but he didn't really get me anything so what he'd done is printed out a picture that of us 
stolen mm. one of his mum's photo frames, which I know he stole his mum's photo. I know he did that. <laughs> Put the photo in the frame and gave it to me. And I was like, oh, isn't this your mum's photo frame? And he went, no. I was like, it definitely is. <laughs> and then when next time I went around his house, I was like, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely forgotten about it and stolen a photo frame. <laughs> Oh, was God. it like there was like a bit of like a, a film of dust on the table, and then where it was was like a little clean part because he just picked it up. <laughs> just like yoink. So that was that one, <laughs> and um, the second one. Looking back, we're quite like I use it a lot now, but at the time, as a fifteen-year-old, I was like, this isn't the Valentine's present that I wanted. So my, the second Valentine's Day with the same boyfriend, right. I was thinking like chocolates or. Yeah, something cute, whatever. You got me a heated blanket. And I was like... That's a very eh? useful gift. Very useful. I love it now. However, <laughs> it's like, is it again, Valentine's appropriate? No. And it was just like... And then I remember his justification was like, oh, it was on sale in Sainsbury's. He worked in Sainsbury's. It was on sale in Sainsbury's. I was like, great, great. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like... If I buy someone something and it's on sale, I'm not often going to be like, that was on sale, that. Or well. <laughs> I got it with the employee discount that because yeah, I work yeah. at this supermarket chain. I, I, I've got qualms with that. I know. Because um, anyway. it, it sounds like both of those things sound like he woke up on Valentine's Day morning and went, oh, shit. And then just had to try and work something out. I know. Thinking on, on his feet. I'm not saying I'm unappreciative. I'm very appreciative. And like I said, I love that heated blanket. I, oh. I, I agree. I, I would also like to say that about my story. I am appreciative of <laughs> gifts, but, but not when it's from someone that, that should know me better, oh, <laughs> but very clearly doesn't. No, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say it's a red flag. I'd say it's a. It was a young and naive type thing. Yeah, very. Like, mm. that's what you expect a teenage boy to do yeah. for a present. What did you get him for that Valentine's Day, the second one? I remember. Uh, oh, actually. Oh, wait. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I broke up with him straight after that, to be honest. Fair play. <laughs> yeah. So that was done. the worst present. Oh, well. <sighs> pretty bad. I, I'm awful at getting presents for people that I'm dating because mm. I don't like to do it and I <laughs> I just don't like it <laughs> you don't like giving presents like, you don't like thinking of things to give them I, I love giving presents like to you right. and Chris and Siobhan and my sister mm. like really enjoy that but I'm always like I have a this is turning into a therapy session but I think <laughs> most of the time I'm like one foot out the door anyway so I'm just like well, if I get them this thing that costs this much, then I won't have that money. And I'm, you know. <laughs> so you're a tight bitch, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm a tight bitch. Um, and then also she's got commitment issues. Um, right. But, I'm, well, actually, one time um, I, did, I did a very good birthday gift for an ex. The reason for that was because I felt guilty because I was thinking about maybe breaking up with him. Um. Um, <laughs> So we got some good presents out of it, but I did break up with him. So uh, yeah. it do be like 
that sometimes so it do it do and on that note uh shall we shall we introduce <laughs> our interview <laughs> Uh, so the band is called the Awoo and the Mmm. I mean, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Oh, I crack myself up. <laughs> that was good, though. That was good. Thanks. Oh, dear. So, yeah, we, we, really caught, <laughs> we caught up with the Howl and the Hum. Um, they are a lovely bunch of lads. Can't remember where they're from, but we caught them on a Zoom call. And one of them was literally in the car. It was brilliant. Um, we had a really good chat. Outside Tesco's. Outside Tesco's, no less. Um, and we mm-hmm. weren't sure which way this interview has gone. Sometimes when we interview people, it's very like in and out question. Let's go bing bash bosh. Bing bang bosh. But yeah. we actually got called out this time and was like, we don't really want to answer this question. And we were like, all right. Oh, fucking answer it then. That's <laughs> no. cool. Or it, was, um, it was a case of they... I, I I like this this one with the Howl and the Hum boys because they said that they liked the weird questions, and as soon as they said that, me and you looked at each other and we were like, well, I assume we looked at each other. I can't really tell on the screen, but we were like, uh, 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 we that's what we do. We're the weird question people, um, and then we were able to just kind of like chill chill and talk about anything mostly meal deals which was great Mm, um i liked it too um and shock no less we have a whole mighty debate about my favorite topic mayonnaise um and with that we will intro you into the interview here we go uh do you want to start by each introducing yourself and who you are in the band I don't know which way you want to go around. Let's go, alph- <laughs> Let's go alph- alphabetically. Right. Oh, cool. That would be me, Bradley, uh, and I play the bass. Uh, I'm Connor, and I play the guitar. Uh, I'm Sam, and I play the guitar and I sing a little bit as well. Nice. Fabulous. Um, and you've probably been asked this hundreds of times, but why are you called Howl and the Hum? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> There's no I've, one else. No, I've not. I've no idea. It's a terrible name. <laughs> it's a rubbish name. We should change I, I really it. Like it. I really like it. I feel that. It's mysterious. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never named a band before, but I, I feel like it's pretty good. Hello, why, why don't you tell them why you think they're called Howl and the Hum? <laughs> So Hannah asked me before, um, my first thought was that you just really liked wolves um, and you decided that, you know, on the full moons, you were going to kind of howl at the moon. But then the neighbours around the area got really pissed off and started making noise complaints about you. So you had to hum instead. So you were just, instead of going, oh, you'd be going mm, at the moon. You'd be humming at the moon. I really like that. As, Thank you. Uh, at like um, sort of translation of it i also like that, that people would be people would be more considerate in like the decibel of their howling that they'd revert to humming but they still feel like an instinctive desire and need to make some form of noise towards the moon that like, is that's... exactly what i thought 
yeah that's really nice yeah that's why that's why we're called the how and the hum there you go love it yeah we're, in all your all your other interviews you can you can say that we're lunar fanatics there you go fancy do some kind of satanic rituals and stuff as well just to like we yeah we could we at one point we were going to come up with a different reason as to why we were called that every time we were asked but i sort of ran out after about six goes but i think one was that it was an old um uh sea shanty like a an old, an old sort of based in the humber and i kind of liked that one but i can't remember all of it it was something like it was it was about sailors lost at sea and we are the ghosts of these sailors lost at sea and that's why we, we've come back to claim our sea land but I can't really remember it, so that one will have to die along with the rest of the names, I'm afraid. I, I if it's like any con- just I, the snippet. Yeah, if it's any consolation, I guess just to myself, the, the Howl and the Hum was the best name we came up with. There were a lot of terrible names. Now I want to know them. I want to know them. What were the terrible names? Yeah. <laughs> Those names shall go with us to our graves. No, you've got to give us <laughs> Sounds, that was the name. We're a post-rock band. <laughs> I bet it was like the Bean Sprouts or something. I Weird. fucking Actually, wish it was the Bean Sprouts. That's yeah. pretty good. The Bean, Sp- the Bean Sprouts is a sick name. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, those, that, that shall never be revealed. Sadly, okay. some old po- and friends of ours uh, still have posters from when we played under some very dubious names, but no, those we'll will not be. They'll no, never be able to prove yeah. it anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> we had a band on a couple of weeks ago that, that formed when they were 11 and the band name that they had when they were 11 was the oreos um and i really enjoyed that so <laughs> nice did they become cool. the oreos they did they did oh, casual name drop from hannah yeah we interviewed the oreos whatever <laughs> no biggie <Anyway>. no biggie <laughs> <laughs> so what have you guys been up to recently bit of a Shit question, sorry. That's a big question. Lockdown, but what haven't we been up to? Aside from cleaning your house and, and sitting in your car. Well, we did, yeah. we did do some gigs mm-hmm. in terms of van things. We did a couple of nights in London, which that felt like weirdly normal. And then the second that we finished that second gig, the, that big lockdown started. So, yeah. yeah, since then, I mean, we've done a bit of time in the studio. Sam's been writing lots of songs and we've all been doing work with other people uh, alongside mm. that me and connor have been working for a a, a company called raffi spice box making curry mixes um very nice which is probably the most rock and roll part of our story um what else has everyone been doing i feel like we could combine the rock and the curry at some point until the hound the start awesome. releasing their own curry packages because it turns out there's a lot more money to be made in like home food kits at the moment than you know, it's really like, funny streaming services. It's really funny you say that. I literally got a package today and you should go check them out. They're called Lou's Brews um, and they do hot sauces and he's just done two collaborations, one with You Meet at Six and one with While She Sleeps. And literally just Sick. before you came, I had them all here just like trying them all, else asking me questions and I'm like, my mouth is on fire, I can't speak. So maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe you should go into hot sauces. <laughs> That's a great idea. Is it um, Rich Hawley has his own version of Worcestershire Sauce or Henderson's Relish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's really what we want to be branching out, out into, like the food market. Like really the, saturate the, the market. Yeah, the, the, the rock band was really just a stepping stone into our culinary uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. second life. <laughs> I mean, now that stuff. you mention it, 
the Howl and the Hum sounds like a really get, a really great spice brand. Yeah, you could move yeah. into rice, sagaloo. Yeah, any kind of curry mix. We're not going to do uh, gigs anymore. It's just gonna... well, that's the thing. It's like it's it, luckily it's such a bad name that it's a bad name in any market. Like, we can open, <laughs> yeah, we can open a pub. I do think a pub with the Howl and the Hum would be good. Mm. It sounds like a pub name, doesn't it already? Yeah, it, it does. does. It's, I think it's a good name. I don't know why you think it's bad. Yeah, like, or why like, Sam thinks it's bad. You two might really like it. I think it's good, but Sam sometimes says he likes it and sometimes says he doesn't, which is the. <laughs> I think when it's your own thing, it's like hard not to have that relationship with it. It's like some days I, I think our album's really good and sometimes I think it's terrible. You know, it's how it goes. But it's. Uh, I think it's, it's a, go on, Carl. I was just going to say the worst thing with the name is you end up dead small on all posters because it's so long. That's fair. It could be called yeah. H and H. H. Yeah, yeah, H and yeah. H. H and 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 H. So another question, um, you've got a podcast as well, haven't you, called Digging? Yeah. We've done our research. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so how's, how have you found, you know, making a podcast? And more importantly, can you give us any tips? I was literally about to ask you the same question. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll, I'll, I'll do the thing where I like, I really like some podcasts, so I pretend to, I guess in the same way I do music, I really like some musicians, so I pretend to be them for a little bit. I close my eyes and I'm, you know, I'm Phoebe Bridges. So in this, in this version, I close my eyes and I'm Adam Buxton for 15 minutes. Or like I'm, uh, I'm doing the, I'm Mark Maron, I'm the What the podcast or something. But I don't know. I, I still have no idea. I, luckily, I've been able to talk to some very interesting people and they sort of chat away. And otherwise, it's just sort of like poking people and asking them uh, all of the weird little questions. And well, I think one of the reasons we wanted to do that podcast was, I mean, one, through boredom, obviously. But secondly, through um, we got so excited whenever we, we were asked a question that wasn't from like a list of questions that people seem to download off the Internet, which is like, which, which four questions do you ask bands? Um, and whenever someone wouldn't ask us one of those, you know, four or five questions, we were like, oh, my God, that's probably the greatest interview of my life. I can't believe they've dug, they've dug this far into my soul. Um, and we were like, I, well, I think maybe we should try and we, we were just sort of like speaking amongst ourselves and we're thinking, well, maybe we should try and raise the standard of questioning when you question artists. So we wanted to sort of like dig into why, how people write songs. And if you if there were like an up and coming singer or if they were just someone sitting at home just getting into their own like craft how, how they would start doing anything like where do you go from a blank piece of paper I've always been interested in that and I still am really interested in it and I thought that there would sort of be like a finite answer and I really love that there isn't I really love that everyone has their own very unique version of going somewhere from a blank page um yeah so I found that a very cathartic process the digging series that we did and yeah i, I think we'll, we'll probably do a few more got, we've made a few more pals we've got a lot of talented yeah. friends who are on this, so exactly i think it's yeah, nice it's that you used to like 
raising the bar with questions and then me and Hannah kind of lowering the bar a little bit with not our weird all. questions. <laughs> not at all. No names shall be tarnished. Well, in, in this, this is in... the thing, like, we, we don't, we don't know anything about like the writing process and and that kind of thing you guys are definitely more qualified to talk about it because you've practiced it and you know what you're doing but the kind of thing that we want to know is i mean you'll see in our kind of bonus questions section but it's just weird stuff like do you prefer mayo or ketchup and that kind of thing thing. no one knows (laughs) these are the questions we want to be asked because we have Mm. opinions on them of course yes. we've got opinions oh. on them. We've been in lockdown for like 57 years. Well, you of are course we've done experiments. <laughs> we've been doing loads of experiments with mayonnaise, ketchup, relishes, brown sauces, mustards, Dijon mustards, vegan mayonnaise, different types of tomato ketchup. I'm talking, what do you call it? Red sauce. Do you call it tomato sauce? How much vinegar do you put in it? Recently I've been combining the two. Connor, <laughs> do you want to chime in? Our rider, Anyone else? Our rider is just condiments. <laughs> In condoms. No, no, right. So I, I, I've told Eloise about this ages ago. Do you remember this? So are you telling them the thing? I am going to tell them the thing. So I, I, so I, a million dollar idea or whatever. And you know how you can get like (laughs) funny. You can get like funny condoms, right? That smell. They've got little animals and things or whatever. Um, All condoms. All condoms are funny. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, like, a, like novelty condoms for Christmas, but they're all like based on different so- sources, and then you can call it condom mint, condiment. Genius. Really good. What is mint flavored? What's yeah, mint flavored? Also good. Oh well, for Christmas mint. mint. Yeah, mint, yeah. mayo, barbecue. I think this shop would take off. I think if, so. if you made a shop of this, it would. In Amsterdam, there's a shop that's just con- con- weird condoms, isn't there? That condomery is amazing. This takes it to the next level. Yeah, it's a condomery, that's what it's called. I didn't make that up. It's... I think we can team up on this. Yeah. On, on the ketchup or mayo thing, yeah. I'm saying ketchup because I like a meal deal from Tesco's more than Sainsbury's, but that's another discussion. But the problem yeah. is on so many sandwiches, they have cheap, bad mayonnaise that it's made me not like mayonnaise. And actually, I do like mayonnaise, but it's so often overused and just put in inappropriate places and so right. catch up. He's wrong. He's totally wrong. And do you, do you like Tesco that much that you parked outside it? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a fan <laughs> of Tesco. In for preparation for this question. <laughs> no, Mayo's, Mayo's the king of condiments, I think. Because you can do it goes with pretty much everything and you can add stuff to it. It's normally the base condiments and add other things to it. So. I can understand that adding things like sriracha mayo or something, that's all right. Mm-hmm. I dislike mayo on its own with a fiery passion because I just don't think it's quite right. But who eats just mayo on its own? Hannah. Really? <laughs> As in just like... <laughs> She'd get a tablespoon, get a massive jar of Hellman's and go for whoa, it. Whoa, 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 no, not anymore. I, I, I mean, the source of choice at the moment is hoisin sauce and genuinely could just drink that. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, on it, but honestly, I mean, we, we we talk about mayo way too much in this podcast. I think it's, so we've done 10 episodes now. I'm pretty sure it's 99.9% of the time we're talking about mayo. Um, I'm on board. 
I need a bit more mayo content in my life, personally. Absolutely. Um, so I'm on board. I'd say, well, I'd say I have a more replenished stock of mayonnaise. Oh, sorry, I'm not sure if the question had, if the conch had been passed to me yet, but just in terms of my <laughs> uh, mayo opinion, uh, I'm always more stocked up on mayonnaise than I am on tomato sauce. I'm actually currently out of tomato sauce. However, I would also argue that mayonnaise doesn't work with breakfast foods, whereas tomato sauce can be used as a universal condiment on every meal time, whereas I, I, it'd be difficult for me to see mayonnaise anywhere near your eggs. Yeah, you, don't want ma- you don't want mayo on eggs because... What's well, egg, no. egg mayo, though? But like, on a, yeah, on a exactly. Sandwich. Egg, egg and egg. There's too yeah. much egg. But you're not going to put tomato sauce on tomatoes, are you? They're already, they're already friends. Child's mayo. Put ketchup on it. Just, it just makes you think it's like a kid's meal, doesn't it? <laughs> Your fish fingers. Yeah. My my mum used, yeah. used to look after kids. She was a childminder. And uh, one of these little girls, she used to put ketchup on everything. And she'd have it on mashed potato. And she'd have it on pasta. And, like, pies. Well, pies I can kind of get. But mashed potato and pasta was not okay mm-hmm. to put ketchup on. We used to have ha- ham and ketchup sandwiches at school. Yeah, pretty good. Old school. Mm. So it I don't know how much of a bad. fan I am in retrospect. I, no. I, I, used to, I used to, as like a 13-year-old, I did used to eat pasta with ketchup and a cheddar. And think well, it was okay. I don't fair, know because pasta and gravy and cheese sort me out. Yeah. That's a combination of cultures right there. It's serious business and it's very, very good. The Yorkshire Italian fusion that no one knew they needed. It's like poutine yes. that they have in Canada as well. The northern except- one. Oh, I was thinking of, P- I thought you were mentioning the Russian president. <laughs> Put- Putin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what Putin would have. That's on who's if, we were to, if we were to open a UK poutine shop, though, Vladimir Putin wouldn't be oh a disastrous God. name. <laughs> I love it though. Frick. We've got so many business ideas and it's yeah. only been like 20 minutes. This is, this is what happens during lockdown though because we, can't, because we can't necessarily get out or get up and be particularly active. We're just thinking of get-rich-quick schemes and all of them are fucking golden. Mm, all of these yeah, ones And are all golden. of them are food-related. They're all food-related. They're all golden. Mm. I've had six meals today. I've already come up with 16 new ideas to improve said meals and how they can get to you, the consumer, faster and better it's That's fantastic the, the only problem is is we're not going to be able to use any of this because we're going to have to save it for when we create the business yeah of course we don't, don't want people taking it so who knows how to copyright stuff if you say something's copyrighted does that just mean it's copyrighted straight away do you have to fill in paperwork how let's do do say let's say yeah because i don't think okay. any of us know <laughs> but also um I'm glad that we're recording this because all of us are on a hot streak right now. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be. If we record it, to be in the virtual room. Do it on a DVD, a recording of this, and post it to yourself with the date on. Yeah, that's that. That's it. That's good as gold. Perfect. Um, if anyone's listening, which I hope you saw, um, please don't steal our ideas. No, feel free to steal them, and we will too. Yeah. No. Yeah. We'll get, yeah. We'll get more money that way. Yeah. Less of the work. We've got lawyers. Sue me, sue you, you little shit. <laughs> so, uh, going on for our food topic, I quite like this topic. What's your go-to meal deal of choice? Perfect oh, sandwich, perfect here crisp, fucking, perfect here drink we combo. Fucking go. How long, have you, how long have you got? 
<laughs> all yeah. time in the world, mate. Okay. Tier three. Well, okay, where are you, where, first up, where are we shopping from? I think that's anywhere. Let, no, let's let's go Tesco because obviously Brad's sat outside okay. Tesco. Yeah. <laughs> right, because he okay. Let's go geographically because he's so close to Tesco, Bradley. Sorry. All right, I would go. If I'm in Tesco, I would go ham and cheese sub. If I've got to pick one, yeah, yeah. All right, ham and cheese sub because you get a lot for your bang for your buck. Salt and vinegar McCoys and a Purdy's drink. Oh, Purdy's is a really good shout. The is that the can I ask? Is that what is a Purdy's? Purdy's is like uh, <laughs> um, like posh Lucasade, but it doesn't taste anything like Lucasade. It's like a natural energy drink. It's a bit like Appley, and it's just really good. It was Connor who introduced me to it actually because it is so delicious, and uh, and also you feel good about it because it's a bit like when you get a smoothie and a meal deal in that you've made a serious saving. So yeah, love it. That's what, if I'm at a Tesco, that's where where I'm going. Three pound. <laughs> that's a decent lunch. It'll do. Job done. I love it. What about you, Connor? Uh, it depends on if I'm trying to be good or not. If I'm, if I'm not, if I'm hungover or something, it'll be they did. They don't do them at the the Strensel Tesco no more, but the triple cheese one. With mm. the, oh fucking yes, mate! That's yeah. some serious bang for your buck. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. So it's good. And that and that, like you say, that the bit on the screen when it does the reductions at the end—that's what we're really after, isn't it? The meal itself like Tetris. is a it's like financial uh, yeah. Tetris. Yeah, so I go for them. Then maybe them Max Paprika crisps, the Walker's Max flavor Ooh, nice. ones. Into them. That's Don't get choice. the chili ones though. I made that mistake too many times. They're not very nice. Don't get the what ones? The chili ones. They taste horrible. Oh, I like the like cactus. But yeah, they're <laughs> horrible. Um, and then drink. Uh, that one of the smoothies most of the time. I like smoothie. That's my go-to one. I like it. I like the paprika ones. I've had them once every now and again, but I do like them. They're goodies. Good news. Go on then. Sam, are you still thinking? He, he doesn't know. No, no, I'm ready. No, don't worry, I'm ready. <laughs> um, well, so we're talking about this Tesco three-pound meal deal. What I do is I... Um, just thinking about... No, I am actually having a little bit more of a thing. <laughs> but I'd take a small mortgage out and I'd go to Boots. I'd just like I'd I'd spend another fifty p, and oh I'd go God. to I'd walk I'd walk from Tesco to the nearest Boots, and I don't care how long it takes because I'd say the Boots meal deal is so significantly better than any other available option except possibly going to Greg's because oh, you get so much bang for your buck. You can get <laughs> I'm talking triples, Connor. Your ears are perking up. I'm talking smoothies. I'm talking fancy treats on the side. We are sticking at Tesco, though. Sorry, my mind did wander. I don't know if you can tell. If we are sticking <laughs> at Tesco's, then I'd say, once again, if I'm being naughty, that... Oh, wait, no, it has to be meal deal, doesn't it? Because I was going to say that salmon thing. That special salmon sandwich is absolutely bonkos. But I'm talking feta and sun-dried tomatoes pasta. Um, that gluten-free chocolate brownie that they have that is secretly in the meal deal, and sometimes they don't let you put it through, but it definitely is argue with them. And uh, one of those blue drinks... That's not like Sunderland blue drink, but blue drink that's like loads of blueberries or something. Yeah, that's the one I'm in. Well, well, yeah. yeah, the yeah, smooth blue, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blue boy. Yeah, that's the one. I can confirm yeah. about the brownie as well. That's so good. That's happened to me before where I've tried to scan it. Yeah. 
and and I say no 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 no. That yeah. was a sign. What it did. Whoa, Sally. Wowzers. <laughs> That's some good meal deal chat. I'm it's I intense. feel like I'm enlightened. <laughs> I feel like it says a lot about you, what the, the kind of different meals that you've gone for. But I think it all sums you up perfectly in the same breath. Oh, what's what that means? Uh, that's the thing, yeah. Uh, sorry, what is what are your guys' favourites? Oh my god, I I've been living on Tesco's meal deals recently. I would say what I'd like to do is buy the spicy pasta pot, buy the little mm. pot of olives as a snack, put them mm. in the pasta, give oh, it a shred, and then um, I do like to have that monster ultra zero and zero whatever it is. I love that's my go-to. Whoa. I don't know what Eloise is doing. Sorry, <laughs> I was I had to mute myself because my my chair was squeaking too much. I've had to uh, put my legs up because, because I don't know how to sit like a normal person anymore because I haven't had to be <laughs> sat anywhere in public in so long. Mm. <laughs> um so I forget. My my go-to meal deal will probably be um again considering the the sandwich slash main situation and you want to get like the the best value for money i would probably go for a deli meat feast whoa yeah and the bread is always just the right amount of squishy mm -hmm. i would also go for a kit kat chunky peanut butter Oof. because <sighs> i am me um and then Probably some kind of iced coffee because tell you what they're fucking expensive if you get them on your own, on their own. Um, so yeah, I'd do that. Also, if there's anything in the reduced section, if there's any little sushi bits, I'll oh, grab one of them. Oh, now you're talking. Always. I don't care about out of date sushi. I'll eat it. Yeah. How so. how raw how raw can it be? Um, I can have you know those. <laughs> um, what are they called? You know those like rectangular pieces of. I want to say salmon yeah and the the puffy shrimp stuff that sits on top of the lovely little bed of rice yeah i can have those um and then the stuff that's wrapped inside the the roll um but if it's got mayo on it i don't want to know what sushi has mayo um, on it yeah he's putting mayo well, not on like it. mayo but like a, I, I, a put, some kind like, of white sauce it's it's supposed it's, to be almost like cream cheese and good sushi but the uh, stuff that they put on in the cheap supermarkets is not good. No, it's not good. There you go. It's like a sour cream and chive one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit like that. Yeah, um, not a fan. I don't fuck with that. But yeah, like it, these okay. these um, meal deal orders are almost more accurate than like astrology in terms of sussing you out as a person. Yeah, more accurate all... than a Myers Briggs test, definitely. Right, because I think we've all discussed our very varying meal deal options but they've but they've all summated us as characters i like it we can i never feel closer from. to all three all four of you actually i feel closer to hannah as well and exactly I've known for many years. yeah Congrats, congratulations beautiful thank you yeah. thanks guys <laughs> right um i'm moving slightly off topic now um off topic to back on topic back on top yeah back to where we were <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Hostages, the alternative version, is genuinely one of my favourite songs ever. Um, and it's going to be one of my Desert Island Discs. But what are your Desert Island Discs? Oh, thank you. 
I don't know. I used to I used to listen to that show a lot, and sort of it kept changing whenever I was a kid. But I used to be I used to be obsessed with the Beatles as a kid. So we get one song. Is this one song? Three, I think. Yeah, go for go for three. Three go for th- yeah, go for three songs. Sorry, carry on, Sam. I just wanted to clarify. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I, oh, fuck, I don't know. Shit. Um, Mr. Tambourine Man by Bob Dylan is going to be up there because that's a song uh, I always go back to that I still don't um, know the answer to. <laughs> if it's like if if songs are asking a question, I don't know the answer to that one, <laughs> and I've listened to it more than any other song. <laughs> um, so that and it's just joyous and uh, knows exactly what it wants to be. It's a pretty perfect song. Um, uh, and then maybe I've been listening, re-listening to a lot of Burial recently. I think some of that music is like otherworldly. Maybe In McDonald's by Burial. That sounds just bonkers. And then number three could be like a really long piece. Me doing that. One of like the Brian Eno pieces, because I feel like Brian Eno had a really cool quote about ambient music. He said it should be as ignorable as it is interesting, and I think you can get that a lot from a lot of ambient music. So I'd have if I'm going on a desert island, I'd want something to be as ignorable as it is interesting for a very long amount of time. Also, those songs are like an hour each, so I'd at least be able to get something out of it. Well, there you go. You found a loophole. Smart. It's very smart. Connor, do you want to go next? Brad and Connor, what about you guys? Um, mine, it depends on how literal the desert island is. If it's like your three favourite <laughs> songs at the minute, or whether it's if you're actually on a desert island, then they're a bit different. Because if I was on a desert island, I'd want ones of a range of moods. You know what I mean? So you can yeah. kind of... So going on that, it would probably be LCD sound system, someone great, so I can dance and have a cry at the same time. Good shout. Uh, the Stooges seek and destroy, search and destroy, sorry. So that when I'm feeling a bit leery, you can kind of go for it on that one. Um, and then the last one, probably Curtis Mayfield move on up. Just go a bogey and feel a bit better about life. And then I'll quickly add, I'm having a bonus one. I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> Division Disorder would be my last one, just because it's... I've got a few boogie-worthy songs there, that's, yeah. I feel like you'd, you'd need it on the island, wouldn't that's you? That's it, like, when you're thinking about it in that way, well, then, like, your three favourite songs just change on a daily basis, don't they? And I yeah. so Your like... island is so much more party than my island. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's fucking miserable. Hey, I'm, I'm listening to, like, an hour-long Brian Eno ambient piece, and you're listening to someone great having a big old boogie. Yeah. And just, yeah. they're really upset. Well, I just think in that situation, <laughs> you want cheering up, wouldn't you? Like, I wouldn't want to be sad. Well, like... I, I, just, I just wrote down... The reason I just disappeared off the chat was because I just wrote down... What I don't know if someone's done this already, but we, we write a song called How to how to escape from a desert island and then more people start choosing it as their desert island discs yeah. <laughs> right i think we you know, that's genius when that comes out i'm gonna feel very important yeah <laughs> yeah we need shout outs on that you know what i mean it's just like how well you, you need to work out different ways to uh start your career really and this is how we're gonna do arts the song most on desert island discs i like it there i think go. i've really hit the nail on the head here guys <laughs> there we go Brad, what about yours? Have you had a think about them? 
Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the desert island fairly literally, I guess. I'm I'm like stuck there. I'm gonna go first with um Dance Yourself Clean by L C D Sound System. Because I was thinking initially I was gonna pick songs that are all under two minutes and then I thought, no, I'm gonna get fucking annoyed with that. And you I thought you could listen to just the first half or just the second half and they feel really different. And it's just one of my favourite things I've ever heard. So that's going on there. Then, oh, my lights have gone off in my car again. Um, <laughs> not ideal. Um, Brad doesn't live in his car, by the way. <laughs> We're not sure at this point. He yeah. said he I mean, somewhere, but... There's nothing the... against living, living in your car, but Brad doesn't live in his car. Yeah. No, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Grand Stuff Clean by LCD Sound System, uh, which I first heard in the back of a van. Uh, it was really good. Uh, I enjoyed that. I would recommend being in pitch black in the back of a van with not sat in a seat, just in the back of a normal like transit van, hearing that for the first time. Very good. And then I would pick Ball and Biscuit by the White Stripes because it's, again, it's just, it's brilliant and really, really exciting. Um, and I feel like that would pick me up from feeling shit on this desert island. And then to close it off, I'm going to go with Anywhere I Lay My Head by Tom Waits, which is the like closing track of, of, of an album. And it's really sad. It's unbelievably sad. And then it has this big fanfare ending. And if they were the only three songs I could ever listen to, I feel that's what I've chosen now. I'm going to change my mind if I carry on talking. <laughs> no, we're going to hold you to that. You have to keep those ones forever. Yeah. I've changed my mind yeah. already. No, no. So in about, in about two months' time, Hannah and I are going to show up at your doors <laughs> and we're going to say, right, it's time to go. You've got to get to your de desert island now, get your tracks and, and bugger it. off and you just have to stick to it. This is We didn't tell you before, but this is actually a binding Contract, agreement yeah. um, in the court of law. Sorry about that. I, I move around in my car quite a lot, so you're going to struggle to find my door. Like, Shit, I, we just need his I number plate anywhere. and we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Find out where the Tesco is. <laughs> yeah, you, said, you, said, you said where it was before I Googled it. It's fine. We know where you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So um, your album, you released Human Contact amidst this pandem pandemonium pandemic. Can we say that? I don't think that's... Never mind. Um, but we want to say that it's absolutely incredible. And just how's that been to release it and what what's your experience been like um really weird <laughs> yeah it's it's strange because obviously it's like the day that we dreamed of since we were like kids um of like having released an album and stuff like that and then it came out in such strange circumstance with a name like that in the middle of a global pandemic about that and um yeah it's really strange like oddly prescient in uh some ways and just so like incredibly relieving for it to have got a good reception and stuff and like people were kind about it and reviewed it well and stuff like that but then to not be able to go and tour it like I think you don't realize that when you when you always have when you always dream of releasing like a debut album cottoning onto that is like um the tour that comes with it and being able to hang out with you being around your friends on the day that it's released and yeah. like being able to talk to your friends about it and we got none of that it was so weird so we hopefully get like an extended version of that next year um 
when things start to when you know the vaccine becomes a bit more widely available when gigs can start to open up a little bit more but yeah it almost it's in the way that the world has frozen it's felt like that whole process of releasing an album has frozen um for me personally anyway yeah we're on that was it, was it not even not being together? Like we're on Zoom. Yeah. It, it, like, it was weird. Yeah, it was still like, I think we made the best of it. It's one of those weird things I go through stages. This is not being a complete, because I'm proud of it and I'm happy it's out. But the actual release of it, there's bits when I'm like, we're feeling like, really like proper sad about it. And then I was just sort of like, we'll come around. Worst things have happened, don't they? Like, yeah. Our record. Like, well, um, it's just odd because, like, what it's like six months since we released it, and then it, there's songs on there that we've never played live. I don't, we've never even played in a room together. Do you know what I mean? Which is a bit odd, but um, mm. I guess it just means when you do get back together, like, and you are able to perform together, and you're able to perform in front to perform in front of an audience, it's going to be that much more exciting and special positive of an experience yeah yeah and i think i don't know what other two things but for me i feel there's like a really nice freedom now that comes with it where sort of flagging the ground moments happened whether it was under the radar because of a pandemic or not so now it's kind of like right you can sort the pressure of your first release proper release is done it's like right you can do whatever now you know so there is like plus side to it as well but yeah, it's good that we got out anyway. I mean, obviously people talk about delaying records and stuff like that, and I didn't feel like that would have even been an option. The, the thing that was gutting, I guess, when I think about the timing of it, is like we did this tour in Europe in January, and then we did a load of stuff for Independent Venue Week uh, at the end of the month, and then we went and did this TV thing in Ireland, and I felt like we were in a really good place as a band, in, in some ways like the best place we'd ever been in. And then to have that taken away was really gutting and really weird. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened, and it it'll carry on. It's just like it was just unfortunate timing. But I'm glad we still stuck to it and and got it out, and we did what we could. And it was the name of it was obviously being called Human Contact. It would have been even shitter if we delayed that and released it later on. (laughs) It would seem like we'd actually titled it because of that. You can't have actual human contact and you can't have our re- our record human contact. Sorry about it. It was a total coincidence. And if you delayed it and called it that later, it would have just come up. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine, like, I, I've never released an album, but I imagine it would be so stressful to, like, um, delay the release for, say, for this long. Yeah. And then even longer. Like, that sounds terrifying to me. I'm like, where we're at anyway. I mean, we're still, you know, we're not really that much in much of a different situation. So it's like, I mean, obviously there's gigs and stuff going on now, but to a very limited capacity and stuff. But it's, even if we delayed it by half a year, it wouldn't have put us in much of a different position, really. You know, we'd still be, yeah. still be sat at home on Zoom. <laughs> 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 But well, we have been able to get up to the studio and record some new stuff on that, so that's been good. Right, and now we have some happier rogue questions. Yeah, sorry, that was a really like sad answer. Should, no, it, no, it's, it's fine. a sad <laughs> question to be fair. Like, 
Everything's sad at the minute. We've got to be sad a little bit. Yeah, but we're these... actually quite a different bunch normally. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get the mood back up yeah, with these yeah, ones. Yeah. Get back on the mail. We're ready. We're ready. Right. So number one, who would win in a fight, Gordon Ramsay or Gino De Campo? Oh, Gordon. His arms are like trees. <laughs> he's he's mad. Have you seen him? He looks like a big. He looks like he's got a body a bit like. Um, I'm trying trying to think. He just looks like he's cut. He's carved out of an ancient oak. Yeah. <laughs> I also think you could maybe like fall into his forehead faults. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then would be his the amount of Michelin-starred chefs that have been lost to Gordon Ramsay's wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. If he was a Pokemon, that would be his like one of his moves is to just wrinkle you up in his forehead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I think Gino would have him, you know, because I've seen this YouTube video where where they talk about making a carbonara on this morning and yeah gino is like does this face when they say that's a carbonara and he says something about what his mother would say about that and i thought i thought he was going to deck them there and then and he looks pretty scary i reckon gordon ramsay's all fucking mouth he'd he'd sorry for swearing he'd get it's all right he'd <laughs> get like yeah he'd get absolutely mashed one punch on the nose and he'd just cry and run off that's my prediction i yeah italians are very scrappy so I, I would put my money on Gino, to be honest. Yeah, but the Scott... Even with yeah, the forehead folds. That's all right. I'm, I'm not sold on this. I really think Gordon would go to town on it. Do you reckon? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's all bark and no bite. Maybe, maybe. we should, we should organise it. This, that's the only way to find out. I think, I think Jay, Jay Rayner would win overall. Oh, yeah. Jay, Jay Rayner's... <laughs> I, think, I think we've talked about this before, actually. Me and Con have talked about this before. But in terms of if there were... I think we would call it, we'd all agree to call it a food fight. Mm. Um, Jay, Jamie <laughs> Oliver out first round. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably beaten by Nigella. I could definitely see her having a, like a powerful <laughs> oh right hook. Hit him over the head um, with microwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Heston would have like some weird like things coming out of his fingers, like Wolverine or something, but it actually turns out they're just like they're ice cream. Yeah. It just falls apart. <laughs> but Jay Rayner versus Gordon Ramsay in a like tops off. Covered in oil. No, it's getting a bit too sexual now. But like, at least tops off. Um, fight, possibly to the death. I would mm. pay a terrifying sum for. Well, we, we, we go full circle now. Because what we do is we put the fight on and then we have stalls for all of our food ventures on the side. Genius. And sell them Bingo. To... We've sorted it. We've cracked yeah. it. And then if any of the loser chefs say, what the fuck is this soup that you've made? It's so awful. We can say, fuck off, Jamie Oliver. You lost to Nigella Lawson and Amik Ruave. Go bring chicken nuggies back to primary schools. Yeah, turkey twizzlers, man. Yeah. Oh, turkey twizzlers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I also like the idea that Jamie then has to take turkey twizzlers back because he lost. Because <laughs> like he's, Well, that was the I, best. I, I, I seem to remember he, he spent quite a lot of time getting him out of primary schools, but now he's got to go back, like, head, <laughs> head and... <laughs> And like hand them out <laughs> back to all the kids. He's got a little basket in the shape of a turkey twizzler, <laughs> and he just goes, salted by grabs his handfuls of them and sprinkles them into the playground. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Really? What good. about what about uh, who would win in a fight, Batman or Spider Man? Oh, um, hmm. he can like run up walls and shit. Can Batman do that? No. No, Batman can do sort of all sorts of shit. The thing, the thing that annoys me about Matt Batman is he's just like a billionaire. Yeah. 
Mm. It's like Iron Man. It's like take away all the stuff. It's like Sp- Spider Man would win. He's mm. not as yeah. got superpowers in Batman, and he's just like a, he's more of a tech head. He's just he's rich. Kind of yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah. yeah, rich man who can take yeah. a beating. Yeah, Spider Man's yeah. also a bit of a nerd, but I mean, he made like his costume, and he got bitten by a spider. That does it. He did get bitten yeah, by a radioactive spider. Take away Batman's stuff and his butler and his mansion. He's just a grown man that's terrified of bats. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a whim. So, yeah. 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 So I think that one's quite an easy one to win. Yeah, it's okay. it's gonna be Spider Man. Socio socioeconomic standing aside, Spider Man's gonna absolutely do him. He's got such an advantage. Yeah, yeah Batman yeah. is just a bloke with some money, really. Yeah. That's done. Mm. Moving on. Right, next one. <laughs> next one. Who would win in a fight? Kim Woodburn or Katie Price? <laughs> I got my friend a personalised message from Kim Woodburn for her birthday. Um, no, you didn't. I did, and she did it. It's amazing. And I got the date of her birthday wrong as well. Fucking rubbish. <laughs> Fuck. But um, it was so. I love Kim Woodburn. I think Kim would win. Also, Katie Perry just. Katie Price. She's just quite Katie nice. Price. Oh, Katie Price, not mm. Katie Perry. No, no. Even then, yeah, I get the impression Katie Price is quite pleasant. What about Kim Woodburn versus Gordon Ramsay or Gino DeCampo? Kim Woodburn. (laughs) Kim Woodburn, once again. Have you seen her on Big Brother? She holds no punches. Mm. She's got kind of a a regal savagery about her. Like, she could fuck you up if she doesn't like you, but she will protect you at all costs. If she hates you, <laughs> so she can yeah. eat, so she can eat you herself. Yeah, definitely Kim. Kim like no one's seen Aggie in years, have they? No, no. killed her. Dead. Kim ate her. Breaking <laughs> <laughs> wood. Oh dear. Did did you guys make any weird or drunk purchases over lockdown? Um, I'm looking around my living room. Saint, way, but I hardly drank in lockdown. It was the day the album was released on my birthday, and that was about it. I made pina coladas for the first time last week, and they were fucking peng. Proud of you. If you like pina coladas. <laughs> and dancing in the rain. About getting caught in the oh, rain. Oh, damn it, I was close. I was close. <laughs> Are you into yoga, and do you have half a brain? Next question. <laughs> Should we just do an interview one day where we just read off the lyrics of the pina colada song yeah i like it and see if are, those, anyone... are those the next lyrics yeah poetry um, or did you think she like... was just insulting you yeah <laughs> you into yoga? do you have half a brain do you like making love at midnight in the dunes of the cape i don't I have any opinions on these situations because they're so specific yeah but... i think that they are very specific to the newspaper that he was writing them into to get the personal ad uh, Why do I that, know the backstory the, of this song? That's I don't know. the song, isn't it? Yeah. That's clever. None of this oh. makes any sense to me. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know <laughs> hey, listen to the Pina Colada song. It's great. <laughs> I, I know what you want, but the, yeah. Specifically. Yeah, fair. Oh, I, get, oh. I get very into specific bits of bits of things. I would quite like to hear the lyrics read by Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Or like Dylan Thomas, you know, those old style poetry yeah. readers but just reading the lyrics to pina colada do you like oh. pina colada do you like do you like pina coladas getting That's caught exactly. in the rain <laughs> the, the weirdest thing i bought in lockdown was a bottle of book fast thought it was a good idea it was a terrible <laughs> idea being stuck inside when you've had some book fast is not a good thing 
I felt really, really terrible and really bad the next day. Oh, I, I, imagine. I bought I bought three phone charging cables at the start of lockdown, and I don't know why because I wasn't going to be moving around where I'd need, you know I'd lose my phone. <laughs> I've still got all three of them, so that's a bonus. But no, I haven't. Just to make you feel like you're on top. <laughs> yeah, maybe I guess so. Yeah. Well, have you have you have either of you two bought anything really odd? Oh, Hannah has. I bought loads of weird crap, but. We, one of my favourites is someone from work. We, we had this question, which is why I ask it a lot, because I love it. So someone at work bought an industrial magnet and then put it on a string and then went down to his local lake and just to see what he could get out of the lake, which I thought was incredible. I thought it was really cool. What a mystery. I know. Like bikes, money, yeah. I can... earrings, all sorts. I can show you Is your friend weird... Robson Green? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that extreme fishing with Robson Green? I'm sure that is already oh a TV my God. show. Oh, what a show! <laughs> no, I, I, I wish you were mates with Robson Green. So do I. He's a lovely fella. Yeah, well, I think yeah, I assume he's lovely. Really <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Him and his big weird fish. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you buy? What did you buy, El? My weird purchase is a, a sexy magic carp. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh, sick! Can I see that again? Yeah, there you go. Take a oh. take a good look. That's so off-putting. <laughs> Isn't he? He's my favourite thing. He really is, nasty. So he's a, he's a pin, but he's a massive pin. Love it. He's like... In terms of... Because it's just coming up to Christmas, my, my friend gets a cat visitor, a sort of six-dinner-sid character to, that comes around our house quite a lot, called Jeffrey, who's a, like... 12 13 year old cat black and white cat with a snaggle tooth and i bought him i bought him um well i bought her to give to him a, a collection of bow ties and uh well for different occasions so he's got like a little tie like a little striped tie and a little bow tie for weddings and parties and a more oh formal gosh. tie for funerals i love it um yeah that that's probably the last thing i bought that's the last thing i bought <laughs> That's a really good purchase. I love it. I realised I bought more, I bought more more presents for animals than I did for my parents a couple of days ago, that's so I had to go the, rectify that's that. That's the way it should be. Mm. Oh. Truly. Animals don't understand Christmas, so you need to kind of throw it at them. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. if you had the job that you wanted when you were six, what would you be doing right now? Mm. Being in the army. So my life's taken. I think I'd be in the army, so I think my life's taken a bit of a different turn. <laughs> That's quite the turn, yeah. I, I, I'm not an early riser, so I don't know why, where the hell that idea came from. <laughs> I think um, I, would be, I would be Fireman Sam. Yeah, love it. Legend. Strong. Not, not any Fireman, specifically Fireman Sam, just to be clear. Would you kind of like steal his face, like carve off his skin to wear it as a suit and become Fireman Sam? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the okay. plan. But yeah, yeah, sixth, yeah, then a bit earlier was Batman. A bit after that, briefly wanted to be a police officer and then changed my mind and wanted to be a doctor. But yeah, Fireman Sam, ideally, still probably would be Fireman Sam if I could be. Yeah. yeah. What about you, real Sam? I, I mean, Fireman <laughs> Sam was a big one for me. Also because my family in Wales are from a place called Pontypridd and Fireman Sam is from, uh, sorry, 
uh, uh, from two places, Triello and Pontypridd and um, Tonopandi and Simon Sam is from Pontypandi, which is a combo. There's a word for a combo for combining two, two place names, but he's from that. And so I always thought that Fireman Sam lived around the corner from my aunt and uncle. Aww. And when it turns out, when it turned out, it didn't. I was fucking livid. <laughs> um, I'd be fuming. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that didn't answer the question. I'm just angry about Fireman Sam not existing. That's fine. Probably, probably, it's, it's probably Fireman loud. Sam, Postman Pat, Bob the Builder, or um, uh, George Harrison. I wanted to be a guitar player because I was in love with George Harrison. So there you go. That one worked out. The rest of them are on the way though. Oh, you are George Harrison. De- dead. <laughs> yeah. Wow, fabulous. Well, I think that's all of our questions. I have had a really lovely time doing this. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having us on. No worries. It's been a good chat. Uh, what, what do you want to leave with? I feel like you need to have a sentence to like finish with. Like a catchphrase or something. I don't know. Something you say every phrase. time you leave the room. Well, I like... think I think the announcement that we're going to uh, write a song called How to Escape from a Desert Island to be performed as one of our Desert Islanders, to be performed as someone else's Desert Islanders. Love it. It's that's quite a, a good idea deal. to finish. And that is, that's a big deal for us. But I don't know. Does anyone have any famous sign-offs? Uh, this, uh, this was the badge I bought in lockdown. I thought this was fitting after you saying... <laughs> Fuck no, Bojo. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Cool. Nice one. Thanks. Love it to meet you guys. We'll, you uh, we'll, we'll, all go for, we'll all go for a big pint when all this is over. Yeah. Love it. Hey. All right. See Come you later. to Manchester anytime. Nice one. Bye. Have a good Bye. one, guys. See you later. Bye. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials at Another Goddamn Fangirl on Instagram and at Goddamn Fangirl on Twitter. We also have a Facebook. Thanks to me and Hannah for writing the questions. Thanks to Pippa for editing all of our shit together. And thanks to all the bands that we have on our podcast. I am an unlovable person and I hate love. I mean, as long as you know who you are. <laughs>